welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. I'm uh, I'm Aaron. I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to talk about the Measure of a Man from 2015, not so long ago, uh, by French filmmaker that I'm not going to try and pronounce. I I made a promise that I'm I'm trying to not pronounce anybody's name on this episode because I'm terrible in French and I'm just going to offend everybody because we are like like how like how we learned about the Koreans that they, it's very important how they how they, how their names are pronounced uh, as as we as we learned in the Snowpiercer podcast um, so so anyway um uh so this movie is a very very it, it came on 2015 and it was in the Cannes Film Festival uh, but who was the director which I, you don't pronounce. I'm not going to pronounce. You can try and pronounce it. If uh, you want. Ah, okay. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you now, if if you want. But yeah. but but uh, for um, it it was um, uh, in Cannes. Yeah, where to begin? So. Do do you want to like a little bit set up of like uh, what is this movie about? Like, what's the premise of this movie? Like, uh, yes. So the director <laughs> is Stefan Brise, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's a safe. And a, a wonderful director. Very, I really like his films. Have you seen and the, his other movies? It, there is uh, later. I will say maybe something about ah, okay. it. So this. The Measure of a Man was presented in Cannes Film Festival in 2015, mm-hmm. and they got the prize for the uh, the be- prize for the best male actor. Best male actor. Oh is, no, best uh, actor or something. But it's yeah, male best actor. male actor it is because yeah. there's also best woman actor, yeah, yeah, female okay. actor. So this. Um, Vincent Lindon, Vincent Lindon, Vincent Lindon, how do you pronounce him? So mm. he got it, and I was yeah. extremely happy about it. Rightfully really, so, exactly. Yes, amazed I was that he re- he got it, it went right on the spot. He's, it's unbelievable how unbelievable. how well he keeps it together. This is yeah. really like a magnificent and, uh, performance. Yes, because of course... Uh, because of he's in um, he's almost all the time in the in the to be photo in picture there. Yeah, he, yeah. he and uh, in every picture and very near the most of the film is is about his what's going on in his head. So we see yeah. his face near and we really understand what's going on yeah, in yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and also in a way like it's it's really actually quite unbelievable like how how well he does his his performance that um because this movie is very bleak. It's very um kind of realistic. It's like almost like a documentary in how the camera follows him and how how grounded the the the, 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 the movie is and and every shot is like very pale, like there is not grand set pieces. It's like very ordinary places, offices, uh, rooms, and 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 how they are comp- compositioned. Uh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the things very very like minim kind of minimalist and kind of like just it kind of in a way reminds me of uh, the. 
the Danish dogma movies that Lars von Trier and his friends made, where mm. they kind of tried to strip away everything and not to make it too much, too grandiose for a movie, but kind of more back away from that 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 uh, kind of Hollywood perspective to to reality, and and. We we are kind of following him, like camera is all the time focused on on him, on this man, and like you said, like we are we are very much in his mind and and following kind of his path through, but we, it's not really explaining anything, like like uh, you know like taking you by the hand, you know. It's not, yeah, yeah, he that's doesn't do that. And yeah. and you are kind of all the time observing how he behaves and reacts and how how he kind of how his emotions work in these situations and what I wanted to go like my last thing about it what I wanted to say is like um, that it's, it's so incredible how nuanced how subtle his performance is like I really uh, it was very hard for me to really picture him as somebody like an actor performing something and how he subtly you know reacts to very different things like that, for me, it was the first time when I really like it captured to me when in the beginning there's a dance scene. He goes on a dance lesson with his wife. It's a very ordinary scene, mm. extremely ordinary. There, it's it's basically not really nothing to do with the main story itself. Like like uh, there's the dance scene doesn't come any any time again in the uh, after the movie or well at one point but like they established that they like dancing and but he's so there's he's so uh like in that scene i think we are really uh we capture the portrait portrait of the man of the character you know like yeah, like yeah. he 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 likes to dance but there's this some like uh, like when when the te- when the dance teacher comes and takes his hand and how he suddenly shuts himself up because he has to dance with the man. Mm. It's so brilliant. It's so realistic way of depicting like such a normal man and and kind of very normal emotional boundaries that a man mm. can have to just like for example dance with a with a man and to put on the on the spotlight that the teacher is like kind of evaluating you and you don't know really how to act and you would perform better if nobody would look at you. But then when when you are kind of you know looked at and you're observed and you're criticized in a way in, in the eyes of the teacher, you just, you know, screw up and and you, you, you there's like this stiffness in him. And ah it, to me just seeing that very little moment of how he can capture that emotion is brilliant. So that that's yeah. my like why I think he's so amazing. I think you got it exactly. And uh, that's why he deserves the prize of the best male mm. actor. That's, that's it. It's amazing that, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can all tell it how wonderful he is all the time. But uh, we can go into it deep. Like, mm. we, we can also think that who was the one who is subtle in this film? Is it uh, this Vincent Lindon? Or is it uh, Stefan Brise, the director? Because Stefan Brise's other films are all like that. They, they, oh. they are, he's a master of such subtlety. Mm. And uh, he reminds me very much of, now he starts to be one of my favorite directors. Because mm. he, I like this type of films. He reminds me of um, uh, Hirokazu Koreeda. Ah, oh, yeah? 
Yeah, in mm. his subtlety. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Don't care at all that he, they are not going on the top mm. uh, blockbusters in the theaters. He goes his own <laughs> way and makes wonderful films. And then, uh, yeah, another filmmaker who is doing his own ways is uh, Francois Ozon. Yeah. He's... Mm, yeah. so, they are all different, I mm. can say, but their own, they do that, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 that's, that's and true. And I love that, I mm. really love it. Yeah. So, but what more, most what is important in this film, why I think it's the best film of the year 2015. Yeah, that's yeah. what you said, yeah. Yeah, mm. so, why I think, it's well. First of all, I I say that the story, if people somebody don't know, the story is about the man who has a wife and a disabled son, and he he's put away from the factory where he works. He's just a normal guy somewhere in France in a town, mm-hmm. and he has difficulties for one year. He's looking for a job again mm. and again and again and don't get it and then in the end he gets a job in a supermarket and as a surveillor surveillor uh, watching yeah security guard security yeah so that's the that's the story in fact and yeah that, yeah yeah it's very very simple yeah so why i think it's uh, it's made an enormous impact on me was uh, because it reminds me of it's kind of a new neorealism mm. it's a neo neorealism <laughs> what you call it because like okay. i was reminded of well there are a lot of those italian reali- neorealism when they started it you remember yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. this one is reminding me of uh, bicycle thieves Mm. No? Yeah, that's true. It's Vittorio de Sicas from 1945. It's, in Bicycle Thieves, it's, it's just an amazing film, that black and white, where the person is just a normal guy who is desperate in getting um, support for the family and living. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mm. He, he just tries to be proper and good and work. Yeah, and he it, don't succeed. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because like that that movie was like kind of one of the pinnacle neorealistic movies where movies kind of became more really grounded on realism, and mm. they even used like non-professional actors. They filmed it right on the street, and also the stories were very very real and very about real people and stuff and it's kind of funny like how you say that this is like neo neo realism because this movie is actually even more grounded i feel because even the bicycle thief feels even 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 that at, uh, today it feels like kind of a cinematic movie in a way yeah. like like the story is a very dramatic story ah, you because, got, yeah, because because well well the, the the source and the environment is very realistic and very sociological and kind of like like uh, in about the, the unemployment issues and all of these things but um the way it's kind of presented there's this grandiose trauma in the emotion in a way but in this movie even that is kind of grounded even more it's so kind of the cinematic effect is so minimalistic like yeah. there is no real like i actually totally missed all the 
the big emotional moments in a way, you know, that it doesn't it doesn't build up into those those arcs, yeah. you know, like like even the, the, the ending and even the whole like the, the the whole movie and the whole arc of the characters don't, don't re- feel uh, dramatic. It's just normal life in a way. Ah, uh, well, it, in this one, in this one, I feel yeah. like it's not dramatic yeah. movie. It's a very simple normal life things, but but underneath there is huge amount of emotions, and it's more mm. it's a, a lot about the character and his his dilemmas and kind of troubles in. But yeah. something that we all can totally relate to. Yes, in, there's a difference between the bicycle thief and this one in that the, the bicycle thief is we are involved in in the action in itself, and yeah. here he's kind of watching also the other desperate people mm. by the by by the side, and he can't do anything about it yeah. because he has to support his. He's completely trapped, but in a way those those. Um, People who have, are, you know, in bad conditions with the, yeah. in society, they yeah. are trapped. It's kind of his, then and now. Yeah. He, he's, he's kind of observing the bicycle thief. Yeah, he's but, like observing the bicycle thief. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. how I felt. And then uh, the one critic wrote very accurately, but uh, I I re- really agree with him that this. Um, this Vincent, Vincent Lindon, he, he looks for work all the time. He, he's, he's like in the Greek tale Sisyphus. Mm-hmm. You know? Where the Sisyphus was rolling this stone, he had to, enormous stone to roll it up the, up the mountain. And on the moment he got up, it fell down. All his life, <laughs> never ending. It's the That's, famous story of Sisyphus. Yeah, that, that describes and very much this, this movie. This describes no. this movie. <laughs> he has to do this and no hope. No end. He's, he's completely trapped. And yeah. Okay, so there are a lot of, <laughs> that, that lot makes, of yeah. things here, like a lot of things. What you can do, you can be sorry for these people and you can be whatever, all kinds of what's politics and what's everything. But in the end, it describes the it's the neo neo realism here. I would say it's it describes the the standard conditions nowadays before people, and that's why yeah. it's really really good movie. It's yeah. it encompasses all of us. Yeah, it's really it's funny how you kind of the Greek story is it's so epic. It's an epic, of course. Um, and, and it's funny to compare it to such such subtle realism, you know, mm. such, such a simple daily life thing. Um, but but it's it's in a way, it's like in, subconsciously maybe it's the same, you mm. know. Underneath it's a, it's it's that kind of an issue, you know. Like uh, we were watching it um, with the whole family, and and everybody was really. It was kind of a heavy movie in a way because it yeah. really confronts you with this. These daily daily problems that we 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 come to these days, like there, it's because it's 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 really the measure of a man. It's the the title couldn't be more fitting. It's like we are the kind of main thing of the movies that we are all the time just observing how this one man, how everything everybody is measuring his his status, his value in society and and for his life. Like he he has to all the time like it's it's all about like what is a man these days and how like uh, really like a man 
you know, like what is, uh, what are the values that man has to stand up to and how you feel, you know, honor for yourself, for what you do and how you, you know, support your family and your career and all of these things. So it's, well, it's, it's so, it's so daily. It's so yeah. close. To yeah. Us. So also the man, because it's a measure of a man. So the, mm-hmm. a, a man, it can be considered as a, a humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of measure of, what kind one of humanity, and that's that's what's most for me. Like mm-hmm. in the bicycle things. What's the humanity here? Why we let it to go into those? That degree, but it's 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 this rolling yeah. of the stone, enormous yeah. heavy stone, endlessly, endlessly. It's like the it's like they're like like one of the scene is that they are in the in because they are, he's all the time co- like going into these offices and trying to like find out all these things and they are like in this one uh, like training where he's they are he's being videotaped or yeah. being interviewed for a job <laughs> and then after that all of the other unemployed can. Uh, start talking about what he did wrong and good and it's mostly wrong and he has to sit there and listen how other people right next to him just say how awful he is in in his in his normal behavior because he was just trying to be as normal himself Mm -hmm. uh, trying to be like as as just you know normal person trying to have something and he he, he believes that he's a good person And, and they are just it's it's this whole scene of valuing humiliation. humiliation and criticizing the whole image of his persona, you know, of him, who he mm-hmm. is and how, you know, and it's really hard breaking to to watch how 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 hard it can be for him to face this all the time. Like the whole movie is him facing these kind of moments. And he's very patient with it. Yeah. He's amazingly patient. He's a real man. Yeah, uh, he has yeah. a lot of strength. Yeah, uh, there is there is no big drama, no big things like um, he like like he's the only like the strongest things <laughs> come when he's very like you know uh, like in the beginning they set up very early the the characteristics of the man when they are talking about um, with other unemployed about um, some. Some issues with with some in offices or something like with the unemployment office or something, and that they should do something about it. Have like you know, uh, you know, a protest or something. You know, like yeah. move it forward, something like that. And he has a very strong ideology and 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 an idea of of value and what he thinks is right, and he says it very straight. He's and, he's very intelligent person, and yeah. and he thinks. Very innocently in the beginning that he, if he says what, how should, how this could be bettered, they will take it and they all will be okay. Yeah, and yeah. So he says it and nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing. There's like no reaction, which is also brilliant kind of commentary on, on like, like they, they were able to put in one scene a whole, whole overview issue of like society these days. Mm. It's like they don't listen, you know, that nothing happen nothing is happening and nothing they're is all in the and... same boat i think everybody even those uh, those who have the jobs and everything they all are scared to keep the jobs exactly and, and this this be... comes very much in play kind of in the second half of the movie when he gets the security card and we get mm. to kind of uh, start observing just 
normal people through security cameras. Yeah. And this is so, like really brilliant. So what mm. would have happened if the bicycle thief would have got the bicycle? You no, know, and what would have happened then? Like, you mean if, that he he stole a bicycle? No. Or, he stole, his stole, yeah, his bicycle was stolen, mm-hmm. and then he stole the bicycle. But if he had got the bicycle and got the job, what would have happened then? So here we see what would have happened then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he true, got yeah. the job, mm-hmm. but he couldn't deal with that either because it's, he's a man. He's a human person, humanity there. How can, how long can he stand to watch that? Uh, uh, Dishonesty. Yeah, the dishonesty of everything, double facedness. Yeah, exactly. Like we are, we are observing in the same time because he's a security guard, so we are very much following his job in how he's preventing um, thieveries, like um, preventing like people from stealing from the shop, and also like observing them. So we are looking at very much like um, not ordinary people and people like in the in like. That we can we can follow them into the backstage of the shop where they are interrogating and talking oh, that's and, interesting. Ha- and handling all the people like normal people on the, from the street, from every age who steal, and then also from within the shop the the shop who mm. like the the empl- employees who also steal like yeah. we get to really capture a whole like kind of. Um, uh, insight in a very different kind of in a very unique perspective and he is on a parade seat to yeah. watch this all exactly so, and, and the, we are with yeah. him so of mm-hmm. course nowadays when I go to supermarket and <laughs> after that film I never can go to supermarket without knowing that I'm being watched yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's never ending there, there is a there is huge amount of like scenes uh, footage of just observing the camera and, and just mm-hmm. people and I'm really wondering were they real people or actors mm-hmm. and it's very hard to know and and we were it was very funny because uh, my my <laughs> brother-in-law uh, um, who is also Vincent Benson, yeah. <laughs> uh, he I think he said at some point like oh like like what did he say like oh these camera things are just going on and on aren't they you know like they're just watching people in the shop like it, it was very funny of how uh, he how said much that, time they put into that yeah I think he I, said I, he said that, that uh, I, Rega, I wanted to understand it. he said that uh, we are watching in the film these people on and on and on and yeah, on and never... nothing is happening Ah, that's the point of this and... film. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the point that it's exactly the the genius of this uh, director that he makes us watch it to the end, <laughs> non-stop, end, 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 and that's the point. Because if you see it, it can be entertaining for a while, but when you see it, long time, long time. Yeah. It's and the best example in this film about that is the, when the one person dies. Oh. And they go into the funeral. Ah, yeah, yeah. And 
And this Vincent <laughs> Lindon is standing, or theory, his name is theory uh, something. So he goes into the, he's there standing and uh, listening to the organ music. And the organ goes on and on. And I was thinking, oh my God, how terrible this is, a funeral of this poor person. And we just have to listen to the end. And, end. and you want it to end? No. It doesn't end, it goes on and on and to the end. An organ is the best, best musical instrument because it goes grinding through <laughs> to the well, until it ends. So now we are very dispersed. It's, yeah. that, that is the, the point for me in this film that, and it, it does it in, in all those, all those what we are following. Very slowly, endlessly, mm. of everything, and and I yeah. think that is exactly the point of this film. Yeah, exactly. Like like the by by really observing through this perspective the the of these people and of of the stealing and, and kind of what happens. Like I think it it that really because like you said very nicely that he's really on the on the front seat of. He, he has yeah. to look at these people and he has to look at these stories and this what's happening and and he he cannot help to judge i think he is like you know is this person good or bad you know yeah. and and for doing that and there's different kind of people and you also as a viewer you you kind of you you don't really necessarily know what to to think and that is like the whole build up yeah. is like to him like like kind of very in a very subtle way, but you know, but underneath everything, this huge battle of, of kind of that honesty and that uh, that honor and that like how I how as as a man how should I you know um, react no? react to this you know to this this situation to these stories and to these real humans and to these real situations and he that, can't even decide himself yeah to be moral. To, to his own morality, he can't mm-hmm. decide his own morality. That is terrible. That yeah. he, he can't decide that. Okay, be the dictator. Okay, I let you go because you are in such situation. We will. It will not bother the shop at least. Yeah. Few few euros. It's nothing. So yeah. he cannot. He has to destroy their lives. He's obliged to do that. Yeah, like it's your job. To now destroy their life, and that's so weird because just because of a protocol, and then it's wow, it's really like, uh, yeah, it's really confronting, and that's that's part of the heaviness of it, um, of it. But also, I think um, what 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 came to me on my mind when I was like watching it was that um, it it reminded me of of this um, uh, Spanish movie with Javier Bardem. Yes. Um, the was it the Sun Sunlight of Monday? It was called something. It's a Spanish movie that he made uh, quite quite uh, um, back in the days. And mm, this I haven't seen. No. Um, yeah. What was the name of it? It was I. I found it like years ago when I was living in in Lapland in Dornio. I. I rented it and it was um, uh, Mondays in the Sun. 
it's called. Oh. And it's it's um and I, I was unemployed at that time. I was kind of in a similar situation at as as um, Thierry. Thierry, yeah. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> I tried it. I tried pronouncing it. Yeah. Um and it's about like it's it's in Spanish in Spain and it's about Javier Perdam and some other people who are unemployed and they every was it every Monday or something they go with this ferry to and they are sitting in their unemployment office and it's very crappy place and I remember watching it that like and because it was about unemployment and I was unemployed and it was so heavy it was so depressing. It was so heavy on me. Like, I remember it as one of the most repress- depressing movies I've seen, just because I was so much relating to that situation that mm. I, I I see this daily. You know, I, 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 that's how I feel every day, just sitting and doing nothing, you know. And mm. in a way, I've, I kind of saw the same heaviness in The Measure of a Man, that, you know, when you are in that situation yourself, for example... You, it can be a really heavy, like if you really know what that movie talks about, and mm. and if you if you live it in your own life and you you feel that it can be kind of uh, confronting in that sense, like um, yeah. So so there is heaviness in the film, but that's that's the weird thing that it's not because it's not dramatic. It's just mm. if you can really understand that realism of of what is the real concept behind that that story you know like how that you can see how it relates into the society that it yeah if you look for action you shouldn't see this <laughs> film it's not yeah. not the action film uh, but i i also like action films you know i there are times when i need action i really was enjoying one day this um jason Bourne, the new one <laughs> it was exactly that what i needed that time so I think it's a very good film, this Jason Bourne, the new one. So <laughs> because of that, but it was in its place. But this one is a one who is um, important for you know, for a larger scale. Like this is important movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there are some parts which I remember. They come to me. Even I saw it a year ago about. So they come to me again and again and again here and there, these images. Like, like the supermarket watching when I go to supermarket. So, and then another one was this uh, retired man who stole the meat. The minced yeah. meat in his pocket. No, this is very heavy stuff. Yes. To, to, and he has no relative, no friend, no nobody to come and help him to pay that thing. He has no way. And when you get into that that point, it's it's something wrong with society. Yeah. When a person who is retired and has worked and now is in position. I really feel very much. This man I remember every now and then, and then also the the women who were sitting on the casa, you know, this um, cashiers. Yeah, yeah. With the plight of the cashiers, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these it's, are the things. These are the things that is really building up to and really confronting with and. Like kind, of, and it's all about that perspective, and that you have to like um, sit sit by and sit next to to and observe 
these things yeah, happen. Yeah, and and this uh, director has arranged it like uh, very realistic that you are in that little room. It's a very small room, but yeah, packed, and it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lyndon has to stand there also and suffer. Yeah. And, and and they always saw like it's brilliant like actually that this is I I think uh, I can honestly say I felt like the, those interrogation scenes are maybe one of the greatest set pieces I've ever seen in a movie and it's okay. really weird to say from such a minimalistic things but just ah oh, oh. <laughs> I, I kind of oh, okay yeah. <laughs> uh, like it's it's just like how how it's, it like encapsulates so perfectly that moment and that those those things for example like the camera always shows because i can understand it's it's a real like little uh square room with white walls and the camera always uh, films it through the doorway because yeah. it cannot fit even into the room so we are w- watching it through the doorway and there's a lot of um blur and like things sometimes in the background and it's it's kind of we are kind of uh, sneak peeking you know inside yeah. of what's happening and we always see the the subjects the the people they're interrogating from front and then and always we see the 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 authority from behind mm-hmm. and and especially the main character we always see from behind we are never looking at his eyes and his we are kind of like we are like in a way on the same level as him we are observing yeah, that we are that with him the, yeah. the subject the subject Very clever. yeah and, and 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 i really also but we are also very much tied in with him from behind and we are kind of kind of feeling that that dilemma and that struggle of what he's going through you know emotionally yeah. and so i and then the the blank, the totally non-existent uh, environment of the room. It's kind of that claustrophobic. Uh, there's feel. nothing there. There's but nothing. The and table, there's, I think. There's, a... there's only the table, but the walls are completely white, and there, they, it's and kind a of, window. There's no window. There's and there's, oh, it's there's totally, light. Exactly. There is just the to- totally blank white light from above, and it's stripped down from any kind of humanism any kind of yeah. uh you yeah. know warmth uh, emotion it's the most yeah, ster- it's the most sterile yeah. environment that I, I think i've never seen ever seen in a movie and the greatest thing of all of this is the sound design which is brilliant in the whole movie there's no music at all at any point uh, mm. no soundtrack except in the very end of the movie like it's the it's a music that you actually hear in the trailer and it's it's totally with with uh, uh, realistic uh, ambient and acoustics uh, in the environment, and it's how it plays out in these scenes, especially, is is perfect because there is um, because we like you like I said, there's no music and they are also very minimal dialogue. They are kind of just looking at each other and there's this weight of judgment in 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 the moment, and all we can hear. Is a white noise of the light, like this yeah. buzzing sound, like yeah. sound all the time, and it's so, so effective. That's, yeah, it it strips yeah. out any kind of human feel and makes it into this static, robotic, uh, 
industrialized, you know, um, atmosphere, energy. And that, mm. that I think, even just that buzzing sound is really what what kind of brings it into that 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 master level of yeah. of, of the field. And yeah, that's yeah. This uh, theory there, this Vincent Lindon, when he's in that room witnessing these uh, wrongdoings, and so he's he could be a person who is. Um, who is a kind of uh, ill-meaning, no evil person. He could be an evil character who likes to punish people and likes to kill people and likes to know to do things. But he's not. He's n- never not. No, no. He's a very kind man for all the time. He's, and he don't even turn to be nasty. To the he don't sell himself to the system. Yeah, and that's the whole whole point of the character is is really that that he the measure of a man. Yeah, he he cannot allow himself to sell, you know, sell out, and to, he cannot. Uh, he really that that it's kind of you know putting next to each other the uh, the importance of keeping your family safe and healthy, and you know uh, that you have a paid job and you survive in this society. Or if you really give in to your values and you do something that you really would never dream of doing or that, that, that it really com- puts you into the position of that you have to revalue your ideology. Yeah, and, turn yourself into somebody else. Yeah, maybe like you could even maybe in that sense like compare this to any kind of uh, historical uh, movements, you know, maybe even Nazi Germany where people don't necessarily want to do those things and there was a lot of people forced to do those things and uh, by gunpoint but also by just kind of you know uh, society uh, judgment and you know like how how your environment is and it is like Mm -hmm. the system that is set up that this is how you have to go and this is how what you have to do um and then you kind of, you know, even though you feel that it's not maybe right and that you kind of, you, you, you still like, you have to do something to, to in order to survive and in order to do something. And it's weird to compare it to such like things like Holocaust and stuff like that. But maybe it escalates. Maybe it's, up, you know, something. But you got, I think you yeah. got the point now. Because what I think is the greatness of this film is that it's not just neo-neorealism. It's turns into morality issue, mm. the greatest issue of all. And now I, I value this Stefane, Stefan Brise, this director, with the, he's a moral director, I think, like a Scorsese. Mm. Yeah, so it, it, that turns it into higher level, like this morality issue. But you know that this uh, name of this film is called uh, La Loi du Marché in French. The yeah. original name is The Law of the Market. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not the measure of a man, you know, and we are, it's a great name, this measure of a man. It tells everything about the film. But the, this is called the, La, La Loi du Marché. It's like the market's law. Mm. 
Itse Kainon on neorealism name. But I can see that that's fitting. I, I think it kind of means the same as measure of a man in the end. I think it's really kind of, in a way, those two names kind of really well encapsulates the two sides of the movie. It's either about market or about the man, you know. Like, yeah. like how and you market. as a... Yeah, like how you as as a man fit into the market. How yeah. you like, you know... Mm are part and, of the system or and the market is more than maybe it can mean more than a shop it's a market the whole yeah, world yeah, market exactly. like like uh, the whole employment market you know like yeah. you as a as an unemployed you are put into the market yeah. as as some as as a you know asset so maybe it it is the same thing the both names yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah so then there is is this, yeah, those scenes which I remember in this uh, this poor woman who is accused with the, her desperate situation with the boy, he has, she has a son and everything. No, and the organ music, it's grinding me <laughs> to death. <laughs> for you it was the organ music and for me the passing white noise of the light. Yeah, yeah, it's grinding to the end and you just don't leave you. Like, mm. So and so, this man has to choose. Like he he, he goes under after the rules, or and and in the same time he is eaten inside by yeah. you know alive. He's eaten alive inside. <laughs> or does he have? A, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Why. <laughs> That's how. At least in Finnish we have a saying to be eaten alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, well, does he have another solution? And these poor people, you know, the way they... I want to talk about the way he lives in his own... They, we also see his home life. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a wonderful man. Oh, yeah, really it's, nice. It's, and yeah. this, this very modest way they live. Very modest. He's always the, the wife, who's mm-hmm. a proper wife, and... Mm-hmm. The disabled son who has spastic, he, he's kind of disabled, but his brains is not e- enabled. The boy wants to be an engineer, and the father washes him and dresses him, and he can't do those things himself, but he can. He has a good brain, mm-hmm. and that is also kind of a um, tragic thing, because will he really get an engineer job when he's ready? Because he has these drawbacks over. Well, I, it, it plays out in the movie as if it's normal that he could have do that. Yeah. Like they, they, but but they also put that into a, like some kind of they 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 are in the school talking about it with with the with the whole family and the teacher or principal or somebody and they are really putting him on again judging him and kind of measuring him yeah. you know like like not not about the disability but like about test scores and stuff like that that you know there is like lower test scores and then the boy really tries to speak out about the situation and how how what could have might have affected but again like just like in the in the first scene with the in the unemployment office it feels like the the, the person behind the protocol doesn't really listen. Like I've already done the decision before. Yeah, they in even a way, get, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how I feel sometimes, you know, like when, when I go to, like, yeah, just, just these other days, like when we, with Meryl, we have gone to doctors and and places, and I feel like in, in, in when, when you have such a, in that kind of 
position places, I feel like I cannot really have a conversation with them. Mm. I cannot really discuss and talk or share my thoughts about it. It's really about what is their opinion and what they say. And it's very hard to to, to, to have like, even if it's they are nice and even if it is a conversation, it feels like that the thing is already kind of made up. They're all tied up somehow that they can't be moral in their own free will or something. They can't be decision makers. They are are tied up. Everybody's tied up. And we are all in this. I I say even the rich people have noticed problems in the shop. They can steal and pay pay themselves out. No? They hear. But whatever. There are so rich people who don't even go to shop and don't in the world. So yeah. anyway, they're all in it. We are all in it and why don't we they get it? Why don't we get it? Mm. Like like we talked before, like if if the bells toll, to whom do the bells toll? They 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 put all to you, everybody, everybody. We are all part of society. Yes. So yeah. uh, there was there was in the same time now a, a discussion in in a radio about uh, about uh, society, future society, and there was a professor talking there that oh, I have great news for you. Maybe we don't need any more uh, cashier in Siva. Siva is the, the yeah. cheap shop in, yeah. in Finland. And very so, expensive. Ah, they. Yeah, yeah, that is the most expensive shop because it's it's, it's because it's open any every time, every holiday, every and day, every, it's, yeah, it's open. Ah, Not yeah, all night, but okay. yeah. Consider the cheap. Yeah. So he said that oh maybe we don't need any more cashiers in Siva, but he this cashier can do something else when the cashiers will be automatic. Yeah. So I was really, I was like, <laughs> what? That all these this, uh, supermarkets where theory, no, theory also works, mm-hmm. so they, they would do something else? What? Because this is what they want to do. This is what they have, they can do, and they don't maybe want to do anything more, more challenging. They, they, it's their life like this, and they want to, yeah. Consider, just earn the money and do something else with it's, the rest of it. Yeah, so, yeah. so they it, they will be straight away dropped into a hole. Yeah, but like like uh, uh, and I, also the just a minute. Yeah. The students, <laughs> let's say students, a lot of students or mm-hmm. people who need a temporarily job and money, they they need those jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what I've been kind of observing. Like metal has been working in uh, BioPlanet. It's a biological supermarket in in Belgium, and and um, what um, and if I go to uh, many supermarkets here, I see that there is like more than in the cashiers. Like there's always like people have to be in the cashier and then have to call more people because there's huge lines of people coming in. So it's it's a big fuss at the cashier. But even more, I see like there is there is a lot of workers that has to just do all the stacking and all the yeah. you know and they have to work in the in the back backstage of the market and there's and from metals like what when um, from her experience when she was working in the in the supermarket they actually had f- 
too few people to handle it because there's so much work to do in the supermarket. It's not just the cashier. Actually, yeah. actually, if the cashier is automatized, automatized uh, like with, with robots <laughs> and stuff, self-service, um, then actually they could put that, that, you know, human work into actually like improving Stacking the whole... The... Yeah, yeah, and improving the whole, uh, the supermarket environment itself and also the working environment because the workers, because there is, there's too few people to handle all, all, all that tasks that has to be done in the huge supermarket um, because they don't want to pay too many people, then like... Yeah, if, if they don't have to do the cashiers, which takes a huge amount of time from their work, they could be together and then their own working environment would be better because they are now they are so stressed and there is too much to do and they cannot do all of it. And they are all the time like it's, it's really training you from everything, you know, and but it was a really you, hard job in that time. Do you um, think really that they would put more people to it? They would put less people to it. I, no, no, no. I, I don't say that it was, they would take more people but I, I was saying that if they don't do the cashier task then the same people can do other stuff and they would have less that, work yes but the cashiers know. will be told to go home no no no, no. It's, it's they are not different workers they are the same workers like they they don't they are not specialized cashiers ah. they, are, they everybody is doing the cashiers you know really? yeah they're running everywhere all the time and they they all the time do everything Whenever oh, somebody oh. can, you know, that's, that's the... Oh, this is too much for me. Yeah, really it's, it's, it's uh, a very problematic. Yeah. So, you know, then I thought about one thing more. You know, I've been watching some films which I've got into my hands. I would like to get all of them. But Ulrich Seidel, this German man <laughs> who is making a really good films, really good. He's making about the people's uh, some uh, back things like... Something yeah, not, he made a documentary not, about the basements. Yeah, yes, but he kind of, I don't call it documentary. He's made it uh, in such a way. You should see them first. Yeah, so okay. yeah, I saw I'm, the basement. Mm. It's called In the Basement from 2014 and in Vienna, in Austria, what the people do in the cellars in the night times. Mm. Their own cellars, it's fascinating. Really fascinating. So, what what is the reason for those things? You start, you immediately start to think what's the reason, and maybe this kind of uh, handling the people like theory is the reason for what those people do in their secret times. Yeah, well, then I think yeah, it's 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 dangerous to to start talking about that because this this can be a whole other. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk of, about just yeah. to say this that this can lead to all kind of ideas. This, this uh, because everybody yeah. has their own uh, story of life. Mm. So everyone has yeah, his own be, difficulties. So how do you handle your difficulties? It, it, it could be like like if if put shortly, like some kind of the oppressed uh, feelings that the society doesn't accept you or doesn't accept to be present and open. And there is kind of also works with certain taboos and stuff like that. I think that's... Yeah, it's all about where, taboos there yeah. in, in these in basements. But, but I think the, the center point here is that if you have no support, no uh, support like help 
from anybody, where do you turn to? In you, when you have no humanity, when you, when you are blocked to give the humanity, like theory. You know, I mentioned this uh, Ulrich Seidel with the sellers the, in Austria and uh, about in this, this, uh, with this thing. And then in America, we talked about, in uh, American movie Nightcrawler, there was this mm. man who is trying to get work and in any price. And yeah. he's doing the, but he has, there's different condition, completely different way that it's handled. In American movie, mm, yeah. and he has no family; he's mm. alone, and so on, and everything. But there are people's lives like that. Mm. But when I think about this, um, that year's movies, uh, like in Khan, that year I think Deep and One, Zack Odiard's Deep and, where there's a. Also, uh, people in uh, tragic circumstances coming from Sri Lanka into mm. France, and but I think this Measure of a Man is a better film in that it's more. I mean, it, you can't compare films in general, but uh, it's it encompasses all the people in the world, and Deepan is only about this uh, one narrow. Point. Hey, but, okay, I don't. I haven't seen Deepan, so I don't know. But like, refugees, yeah. refugees who come from Sri Lanka to Paris in different surroundings, and the handling of it in the end, the solution is uh, different because of his background. He has a violent background. This is a uh, soldier from Sri mm. Lanka, freedom soldier or something. So this is not a freedom soldier, this theory we have here. <laughs> so yeah. It's a different thing. And it's more, I think it's, it, this encompasses all the people, at least in the West, but I think all yeah, over the but, world. Yeah, but because in that, in that sense, I could say, like, well, that Diba represents all the refugees, and there is thousands and thousands of refugees. It's, it's a very... It's a, Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's not just one specific no. thing. It, it, it's something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, but this is about a different thing, this uh, measure. And, and, and Western people also know, like, Yugoslavia, for example, they also know... No, how, but how, I want what to... ...the refugee point of view. And I want to defend my point in that, saying that this deepen is they have the similar struggle to in their lives. They have a, to get along and earn money and just live peacefully. They are refugees, but so what? They are becoming to France as citizens later, and they, they will become citizens, and they have this. It's not that so, simple. But, but? It's not that simple. That, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, so the, all these difficulties of the, their kind of uh, way, the, what to do with, re, what to the refugee do when you have even the culture and everything. But here is, uh, it's uh, different. It's um, about everyday, it, that's why it's neo-neorealism. Yeah, but the, re, it's, uh, the refugee is also realistic. Because it's, it's happening, it's real. Yeah, it's... Well, I don't know if it's neorealism, the, the deeper that I have seen it, but... 
It, okay. They have a similar problem there to just to settle and get along and earn money and be. They would be happy if just like that if they had the jobs and little by little learning French and so on. But these ones are basically. It's. I I think in theory we have this. It's coming from hundreds of years behind in Europe. The Maybe yeah. Let's say that it's like yeah, it's more grounded in in inside Western. Yeah, why it's, it's inside like one also, country? It's not about leaving a country to another country and that kind of experience. It's about how you grew up in your own country and how you try to just be part of your own society that you have learned or always known to be. Like you have, you are always being French, and you 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 just want to be living in France and doing your things. But how 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 hard even that can be? You know, just live a normal life. I I mean that it's the, this theory goes deeper in that way that it goes into the reasons. Why he is now in this situation from hundreds and hundreds of years behind all those history mm. in Europe. So we are now in this point. Mm. Now we should do something about it and not let it be and continue. This is misery. <laughs> But, okay, so we were earlier in the home life of theory and mm-hmm. this is very nice, which is... Um, We went into side paths again, but his ah his, he, yeah, his, yeah. Okay. we were in his home life with his wonderful n- nice wife and a nice child. The boy is coming grown up and he's tenderly taking care of him, and endless patience you need. He, this man is special, and then mm. I just love the way they have the meal, the eating <laughs> that shows. Yeah, so exactly. again, it's another scenery where there's a scene where the way they eat, the way the mm-hmm. woman is making the chicken and the, you know, the meal in the table, and they all eat. They eat. You can see in the eating that mm-hmm. this is it that they have food. Yeah, and, and I really love that. Again, we see the main character from behind. I'm not looking at him. We are looking kind of with him in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a very, very interesting, um, uh, interesting perspective, I think. And, yeah. And the son is really great. I, I really like the son actor. Yeah, he was this. He was. He he had this really nice energy. Also, when they are dancing together, I love that moment when that in 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 their, in their own home. Uh, the the. The father and mother are dancing. And That's then, what I wanted to say also. Yeah. Oh, that okay. they, are, they are happily dancing at home. Mm. They have a very good uh, relationship, a loving relationship, all the family, and they're not uh, arguing and having quarrels about money <laughs> troubles and things. It's this yeah, man creates. True. This man creates a, a wonderful uh, feelings around atmosphere around him. Yeah. He has this ability and he has compassion, and so when they go to the dancing le- lessons, and you were talking about this earlier already, so I want to give also my point to it. Mm-hmm. Is that I understood that he's been there. Um, he's 
he's been uh, humiliated, uh, you know, like um, molested. Yeah, that, that's how he feels. Like that, that's that's the the uh, why he's kind of really um, is pushed back, you know, and and it's, it's, yeah, it's a humiliation in a way. Even though the teacher doesn't necessarily mean it that way. And like, not, not like, you know, okay, they don't you need think it. so? No, I, I don't think, no, 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 no. I think it was a very normal everyday thing that you do when you are in dance school and that's what happens. And it's just kind of the, the, the teacher doesn't mean to be, to be pushy and judging or something and humiliating, but he, he, he put, he, he comes off like a little bit too much, you know. Nobody have said to him like, yeah, you could, uh, little, you could, you could give a little bit more distance to the people and let them do their own thing and not... The teacher doesn't, didn't see that it was humiliating for the man, that he felt awkward with it. Like you the teacher, think so? Yeah, that's how I think so. Like, I like, don't think like, so. Like, in, in the, when they are in the unemployment office where they are judging him right there on the table, saying this awful thing about him, that I think they really... Okay, maybe they don't mean it because in, in terms of the protocol, the system it's like it's like accepted that they have to do that but they are really mean and they're really like that that was much harder i think i think my opinion is that he was sexually molested in the dance <laughs> that's how i saw it okay so okay so one point which i remember forever is the car no, he has this small, small car, and it's huh? by purpose put maybe beside a very big, large car in the parking space. Oh, he, I remember. Yeah, and he goes in this small, small car. So I watch nowadays when I go, every now and then I see these small cars, and I think, ooh, serious car. No, it's really small, and uh, it's you have no, you can't afford a bigger. It's not and comfortable yeah, that, but it's it's comfortable for their like. Purpose. It's not comfortable car. I, I've seen a lot of people with these small cars. Of course, because there are there are a lot of people like that. But maybe they don't want the big car. Maybe it's like when, you, where, for example, you have a small car in the city because you can then park very easily in the city. If you have a huge car, you don't want to drive in the city because it's but impossible to park. I know because we have like a little bit larger like car. It's always horrible to find. You know what? No, it's not always horrible, but I, I, I always see spots that are better fitting for smaller You know what? Mm. This director put by purpose this car to Thierry because it is a humiliating car. <laughs> uh, okay. I, let me say this. Okay. <laughs> if you don't want to say me, the book cut me off, but I'm showing it now. No, I'm just reacting. Yeah, I, when, Always there's a danger when I say big car, you start to think of Bentley or something, Rolls Royce or something. <laughs> I mean, a normal big car, like what Volvo or something he could have, a respectable car, but he know he has this humiliating car where they all have to, and he has a spastic boy who has a, a wheelchair and everything. How do you all come into that? He would have a bigger car if he could afford it. It's sure. I think it's, by purpose, exactly that car, what is there. It's made my heart really feel like, oh, he can't. It could be, yeah. It, that, I think, yeah, I think you could be very true that that's how the director intended it. 
I'm sure I am, and there's an even more. I want to say about this. Yeah. If you want the small car for those reasons, exactly what you said, that you want the parking police and so on. So there are fancy cars, very nice cars, which are very small, like mini. You know this. Um, there are. Mm. And yeah, you could, sure. if you can afford, you can buy that and feel good about it. And you, if you don't need your ro- rolling chair or something in it, or very unpractical. And and also the summer house they have, it has a point in the film that it's really a um, dreary place. It's not a nice place to have summer in. It's not. Yeah, but no, I, I think it wasn't really about that. You know, like... Um, I know it's not about that. No, but yeah, but it was a nice place, and they even said that they <laughs> they had a lot of fond memories of it, and it's like it's. It, I think it's just your opinion that you you don't like that kind of place. But there <laughs> no, is like this this bungalows. They have them like stacked just before each other, and and some people like those. Why? And also, okay, the point. And was and, and and I think the point in that scene was to to to. Making be confronted with uh, again with his values and ideologies in how because the other man was starting to want to bargain with him about the bungalow. That's what I wanted to say. Exactly. Now you said it. Yeah, but then, yeah. I don't have to say it anymore. Okay. Exactly. That's what I want to say. But the point was that it's really a, a dreary place. It's not a something beautiful. No, it's. Uh, the, it's I like a think, camping place. The, the, no, it's. That's not how some people do things. Like they they do enjoy those things. Some that's why they buy them. It's not because they don't buy them because they're poor. And oh my God, I, I can ah, afford again, better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I think they are. That it's like okay, they cannot afford a mansion somewhere or, or you know but a holiday cabin. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I I'm no I'm not. I'm not compare. I'm not putting things on your mouth. I'm. I'm just saying, like, it, it. I don't think it's. It's. It's something affordable. It's a middle class thing to have a bungalow somewhere. That's not middle class even. That's a poor thing. No. I don't think. I. I think if you are poor, you just don't have a bungalow. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I think. We're poor. Live on the street, poor. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I don't go to to the homeless. You I, don't have a place. Okay, I don't have a bungalow. No, I, 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 I cannot afford a bungalow. I, I cannot afford a holiday place to buy. And these guys, they they have it, and they they said that I think what I think what you are thinking is that that why it's a dry place is because the other guy said it, which is the whole point in the scene that the other guy started to say like, oh, there is this and that, and oh, it's not a nice place, so I want it cheaper. And that was the whole bargain. But the guy was like, "No, this has value. It, it's a good place. We 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 want to sell it because they have other financial problems." So they they he thought like, "Okay, this is how you have to do, and we have to sell it in order to get some money and stuff." But this is the price range, and they already lowered it, and and it's a whole issue in the scene. And and the guy was just, you know, that's their perspective. But from 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 the main character perspective, I didn't get the feeling that they don't like it. That oh, why do we have this horrible place? And they, they, yeah. it's their place. It's their property. It has value to them. So theory is 
is um, a pleasant person, so he would never say anything like that. And he is the one who creates creates love around him, so it, it doesn't depend on the place. But you are talking about here about me, a person who is born in Finland. Everybody has a summer house by the lake in the most amazing view ever. You remember the summer house in Tampere, in Kangasala, where you were? So if they had a place like that, that is a middle-class place. Yeah, but again, it's, it's, it's a different Let place. Okay. You can see. Yeah, so that is, I'm grown up in an amazing place for summer houses. Really, I recommend to all over the world that come and buy a summer house in Finland by the lake. It's just something else. So this place there, I certainly don't take the view of the buyer. Like you said, I'm taking the, my my opinion from the buyer. I certainly don't take it from the buyer. I can see myself it's a dreary place. A person with opportunities to buy a summer house by the lake in Finland wouldn't go into the, that Beautiful place <laughs> there in France. Okay, so let's drop that subject. But 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 how about Belgium bungalows? Like, if if somebody wants to buy a bungalow in Belgium, what do you think? What kind of things do you think they will find here? I don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, because it's a different place. I think like you were talking very much about the Finnish, you know, nature and all of this. And it is very beautiful because there is a lot of nature in Finland. And stuff. <laughs> But it, it, it's very, it, it's different, I think, different situation. Like, okay, you come from Finland and then you are like, you, you have certain expectation and you, you're used to seeing the Finnish cottages and the Finnish, which are very idyllic and they are very nice. Uh, which is not the either simple, simple, simple to get, I don't know, I, I'm not going into it. But, you know, like, it's, you know, People well, can have also, they can like also to have less of something else. You don't have to have bigger and as big as everybody else. That's that's what I wanted to say. Like, they can have their bungalow and they can have their small car, like, in context, by, and enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but maybe the car was very shitty. Maybe the car was a horrible car. I don't remember. So that. now we can give a task for every listener. Please watch this film and say what you think of the summer place. <laughs> yeah, what? Give us a rating of the bungalow. How did you like the bungalow? You can go so to the. I, you can go to our blog and you can comment on the podcast and please give us a rating on the on the bungalow in, the, in this film if you have yeah. seen it. So now I want to talk about something else to the to the end part. Uh, you know, this Vincent Linden, I've, <clears throat> I watched uh, several movies of, of him. He has been doing a lot. He has a long career behind him already. And this, I think, is his finest point, this film. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. He is good in all those films, but they, 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 they are in different classes. They are all kinds of uh, classes of uh, what he's done. I've seen, um, I've seen like, well, okay, now we don't have time to go into that anymore because we talked so much at the summer place. I'm interested in, but 
this goes over the top. But this Vincent Linden, he's, he is a kind of a guy which I first saw in this, first film from him I saw in this miserable man. And I was lucky. Ah, oh, really? So yeah. The first then film. after that I saw, oh. I took interest and saw, I think, five films from him after. And the type he is, you know, he's kind of, I don't find him handsome, you know. He's a quite a normal looking guy. Very normal. That's really good for him. Yeah, and he's a fine yeah. actor, wonderful. And the... And he's always like that. Only what I understood from the others, there was two films where he was with child, with little children, and he's not into that. He, in only those parts he didn't act so well. I think. He didn't have the contact with the children. But otherwise he was wonderful in all. And the, and I thought, oh, this man is good at that. Oh, and I, really took it like what funny is that I took him in this film like okay he's that type of a person mm. you know he yeah. is a, a middle class person <laughs> and uh, okay this kind man and everything and then I I watched in the internet and I what I found you know what I have you heard <laughs> <laughs> Who he really is? No. He is amazing background, you know, long history behind. He is one of the uh, top society in France huh. ever, ever, you know. What, what has, do you mean? I mean, I mean, it's uh, something. <laughs> he, first of all, he's. Uh, uh, Great grand grandfather was the pr French pr prime minister. Is from ah. the mother's side. Yeah, friend is a <laughs> prime minister in France, so he's in politics. The whole family is high in politics. The mm. whole whole family, relatives, everybody. Then his uh, grand his grandfather's brother is the industrialist André Citroën. Wow. The Citroën cars. Wow. Yeah, his <laughs> grandmother's brother. Then his uncle, uh, Lyndon, uh, Jerome Lyndon, is and his his uncle. So he is the the edit the what you call the director of Midnight Press. Midnight Press is a newspaper which was <laughs> already from the French Resistance. You know. Wow. French resistance <laughs> something in France. It's the <laughs> so it's still going on. This Midnight Press. It was created in the French Resistance, but it's still. And this uncle is the director of it. Mm. And this uncle's son, which is his cousin, is a writer. Is a novel writer, a famous novel writer, Mathieu Linden. Mm. And uh, then this <clears throat> this um, Midnight Press. Uh, Uncle is uh, he discovered Marguerite Duras. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. did he discover her? He discovered this uh, was the publisher. He's a publisher. Ah. So he discovered Marguerite. So then after that, 
Bushel uh, on and so on, and his father is an industrialist, and the mother is a Marie Claire, a Marie Claire magazine owner or something. Uh-huh. No, it's like uh, like the fashion magazine of France, mm. and. So, so he goes into that high society like wow. I would never believe it from the way it's, if you see him just like that. No, okay, yeah, so, how how it hurts so that, okay. to seem so Let normal. Let me say to the uh-huh. end, yeah. Okay. So after that, he he was in uh, romance. He was uh, living with um, the princess of Monaco, Caroline. He, you know, he was living with the Prince Ramona in 1995, and he had, a, then he married the Sandrine Kiberlin, who is another actress whom he acts very much, and they have, a, he has two children, one from earlier and the British Sandrine Kiberlin. Then, after that, he was in relation with, with um, Marcelo Mastroianni's daughter, Chiara Mastroianni, who is an actress. Mm-hmm. And mother is uh, Catherine Deneuve. So they were in, uh, in, so all these relations he has, I don't think he's married at the moment or anything, but all these relations and all these matches, he, he looks like he's swimming in water, like fish in water with uh, all the high society of all, all this middle Europe. Wow. Hundreds of years back. So he's certainly not born in poor, he could be lying at home and doing nothing probably mm-hmm. but he's ambitious and very talented and really good actor because I was thinking here before I read all this I was thinking who is good in this film is it Vincent Lindon or is it Stefano Brise this director so I, I think both yeah, so we have to think both because Stefan Brise makes those wonderful but, scenes in uh, that that white room with bzzz and all these things. Yeah, of it's course, it's, it's even yeah. It's, so, but but I I noticed like when when I saw the film directors movies, Vincent Landon is a lot of in these movies. Yeah, they are doing this weather, so maybe it is also is a bit of Vincent because. Yeah. If, if they are all good that you saw. Yeah, so I have to say that he, it's not just that he's riding on his background at all. Mm-hmm. It's probably his private life, maybe, I don't know, because he's going in the high society, really high society, the top, top. Mm-hmm. I would never believe it from the way mm-hmm. he looks like. He looks so, in this film, he's, he's a real father of this uh, working class Family, mm-hmm. he can take tenderly care of his in a disabled son yeah, and eat that chicken there in the, with really good appetite. Mm-hmm. So he's good. He's really good. He, he really earns his merit by himself. Not from, he's not got the merit from the background. I, I don't think so. He could have got it. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. I, I I never would have imagined that. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw him, this is the second movie I saw from him, and the first time I saw him in the movie called Mustache. Oh, I saw the mustache now, just off. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good film, wonderful, no? 
Uh, was, was it the same director? I'm, I'm not sure. No, it was the, the writer of the book. Because oh, I read the book long time ago. It yeah. Was Spanish, and uh, I think it's Carrere or something. Emmanuel Carrere. Yeah. And here, he, it was a wonderful film. You could never guess who is crazy there. No? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's perfect for it. it. And the moustache, he has this exactly the place for the moustache, the upper lip. Mm. It just without of it. <laughs> and in this theory business, he's with the moustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, he's a, the moustache there. Yeah, I, I remember seeing him because um, uh, I, I was really, even though I, I didn't see him. Uh, before or I don't know him and I, I didn't see him afterwards in anything but he always really struck me very specifically specific yeah like especially yeah especially like as a very specific actor and very he stand out very much and um, I always remember that guy from Mustang you know like he, he really um, strikes me as a kind of a, a presence, you know, in the, in the movie. Already yeah. from there, in a way. So this, um, you know, sometimes it happens to me that when I hear from the real background of the actor from private life, it affects me when I see the movies after, after that. But in Vincent Linden's case, not. Hmm. I see him amazingly. Yeah. It's, no, he 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 carries it. He is a personality. You can feel it. Mm. He he carries his part. Mm. He's he's a real uh, action. He he's a, not action, but you know what you call it. In interest point. Yeah. He takes your interest and keeps it. Mm. Okay. It's wonderful. It's wonderful, really. Yeah. And he looks so emotional, like... Uh, yeah, he does. That's not strange with the... I don't care so much about the background, but you would think that such a person, when you have you are born with the gold in your mouth, like, you know, mm. it's, you would become spoiled or become something there. But he's kept his sensitivity and his... his uh, person, personality... So, do you think this movie was um, better than the Darlene movie that they made the two days and one night? Oh, yes. If I feel like it was something similar type of uh, story. No, no, no. They made a big mistake, these Dardens. <laughs> they made a really big mistake. They took Marion Cotillard as this person and she is... She's, Especially nice. She's really good actress. Some wonderful. But this is not the right part for her. That was a pity. Here we go again to the series of not right parts. Yeah. Yeah. She was not right. She, you can, I can never believe that that amazing woman is in that poor condition. No. Mm. No. Yeah. She's, she's not the type. She's a type who, who is good in energetic parts where she gets a good for herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like this Belgian film uh, Louis Louis Ja Utimi, what is it called? Rust and Bones. Rust and Bones. Yeah, yeah that, 
that's an amazing film with Marion Cotillard starring in it, starring. Mm. But Dardens, no, no. They made a big mistake and I'm very disappointed because I trust them. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's kind of all of our time. Like, we have gone already quite quite over our one-hour limit. Yeah, well, uh, I had to hear all your some... Uh, <laughs> argument. <laughs> so, exactly. what was the point of it? Because you know what... Okay. So, anyway, I'm very happy to talk with you. Yeah. Um, thank you for this discussion. And I'm telling yeah. still that uh, I give this five stars, of course. Okay, yeah. So, you gave five stars. Yeah. Okay. And you? Um... Yeah, maybe maybe I I would give ten out of ten. I now we are really giving ten out of ten. Like mm. now I'm getting mm. to these perfect movies. Yeah, because I just I don't see anything wrong with it. It's so perfect in its uh, in its way and execution and everything. Like it's, it's kind of strange to start giving these perfect scores because yeah, you say that no movie is perfect, you know, but. Yeah, like with your five stars, why don't just give, you know, like your stars and give, give all the way, you know. And I don't see any flaws in mm, this film. Exactly, it's it's really amazing movie, and it, it it's like it can be heavy if you are really in that situation yourself and kind of like, okay, I'm living it. Why do I have to do a movie about it? You know, like it it just like um, because I I've, I've seen I I, I saw that. One person who, who saw this, he, it was really heavy because of the, the similar situation in life, you know, and that. So and, and so that in, in that sense, it's like it's not a like feel good movie in a way, even though it's so daily and subtle. But it's for anybody, it's a very important movie, I think, to, to really see and to really get that perspective on that and to. Uh, and and how it um, comments on society and on those moral dilemmas. I saw it in the Love and Anarchy Festival in the last year, and uh, several people left quite early in the film. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, and I understand them, but yeah. I myself would never know. Mm. It's heavy film. And just uh. to watch at Vincent Lindon's face, non-stop, <laughs> it's... It can be too much for some people. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no no action. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, like the camera, is, security cameras. And there, there is action, but it happens inside his head, and so no <laughs> yeah. Jason Bourne action. No, okay, Bourne. so now we say thank you <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for the listeners. Yes, and uh, good, goodbye. Goodbye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. 
the music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>